Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Now, uh, strong wind warning for Rimutaka Hill, State Highway 2. Strong winds warning currently in place for uh, Rimutakas. Please take care, especially if you are in a lighter or high-sided vehicle or riding a motorcycle. And field days start today at Mystery Creek, so expect heavy traffic in surrounding areas this week, Wednesday to Saturday, the 30th of November to December the 3rd, especially during morning and afternoon peak periods. Today on the show, a couple only want their sick baby to receive blood from someone who hasn't received the COVID vaccine. The issue heading to court. Dr. Helen Patrices-Harris on that just after four. Finland Prime Minister Sanna Marin uh, is in New Zealand with a high-level Finnish trade delegation. They are world leaders in childcare. Finland make the largest cruise ships in the world. How do they have this high-performance economy? And are you from there? Text me 2101. Consumer NZ is calling out the high cost of repairing appliances. They are calling for a repairability label. Why did grandmother's Electrolux keep going for 30 years? And today's ones don't. In a dairy and Balmoral, the centre of a local fight, it's empty, decrepit, it's a shocker, but is it a valued part of our heritage or should it be pulled for density housing. With me this afternoon, Janet Wilson, columnist, broadcaster, former press second national. Janet, nice to have you on the show. Lovely to be here. Lovely to be here. And Johnny O'Donnell, Te Rarawa Te Opori Ngapuhi, Nelson-based communications and strategy firm OD and Co. Johnny, kia ora, good to have you in. Kia ora, Anno Wallace, and uh, kia ora, Janet, nice to connect. Yeah. Now, yeah, uh, first, uh, let's go to this. This is interesting. The word of the year is often reflective of the stories that we have discussed over the year. New words to add to our lexicon. In 2004, the Merriam-Webster's word of the year was blog. Today, it's gaslighting. And Macquarie Dictionary's word of the year, they say, is an emblem of Australia's political landscape. And that word is Teal. With us is Mark Bryach, journalist, critic and author, one who probes our language. Kia ora, Mark. Kia ora. A year summed up in a word, Mark. I've never got my head around that word, gaslighting. Uh, I mean, do you know what it means? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's been around for a little while, hasn't it now? And I was thinking it's probably kind of become something like post-Trump has um, ushered in this um, kind of use more of. Uh, it's, um, I mean, it's a psychological manipulation of people, making them question their um, perception, their reality, their sanity. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I'm surprised it wasn't used before. It, it came from, it came originally from, uh, I think it was a play and then a film in the oh. 1940s. And, really? Uh, and it just, yeah, and it just, it, it just seems to have exploded in the 21st century. Yeah, I've never found a way to use it. I'm not quite sure if I've entirely got my head around um, what it means. But, you know, things like, I can, I can understand blog. The teal one is interesting, isn't it, uh, Mark? Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that one. And um, the teal, uh, it was kind of a teal revolution, wasn't it, in Australian mm-hmm. politics? And these these are people who don't, they're independent. They don't uh, identify with, I think, particularly with Labour or 
or the Liberals, isn't it? Um, and they're sort of independent, they're moderate, they're they're sort of active on climate change, and they they sort of they sort of push political integrity, and they they really made a difference in the in the uh, in the Australian election. And I just thought, oh, I wonder if they're going to that kind of movement is going to yeah. happen here. I'm going to ask uh, listeners across the country, what do you think should be a or could be a New Zealand specific? word of the year. Let's bring in our panellists, Janet Wilson. Well, do you remember when the Christchurch earthquakes happened? It was munted, wasn't it? That's right. For New Zealand. <laughs> That's right. And yeah. munted was the word. And I think it should be something like that, given the, 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 the tough year that we've, mm. that we've had. Um, but isn't it interesting, Mark, that those, the, the, the three words, gaslit, Teal and what was the other one? There was one other. The um, um, blog back in 2004 actually really accurately represented the years that they were yeah. in, if you know what I mean. That they were fitting for those years. Blog was the advancement of 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 the blogging movement back in 04, wasn't it? Where gaslighting is a psychological. Um, yeah. Terror movement, I, I think mean, we could describe it as. What does a word of the year tell us about changing social landscapes, Mark? Um, well, yeah, I suppose that. I mean, that makes. I mean, I suppose they, these things make us reflect on the year, and mm. and presumably the dictionaries um, sort of go for their most searched item. And um, I also saw that. I mean, they, a lot of them do it, as you say. Macquarie did it. The Australian Dictionary. Um, and then Cambridge uh, had they had Homer, um, which is a, apparently a ba- you know a baseball term, but they apparently a lot of people hadn't heard of it, and that was the power of Wordle. Wordle, it was just this amazing, mm. amazing thing. And then Collins Dictionary came up with permacrisis, you know, because um, it was like Ukraine, <laughs> the cost of living, climate, wow. political upheaval, and that was their word of the year. They're quite clever. Yeah. Not many have. No- not many have posted yet about what you think should be uh, the New Zealand specific word of the year. That's because it's quite hard. It's very hard, isn't it, Johnny, trying to condense a year uh, into word. My one, Johnny, which I, you know, I am ashamed to say it, pivot took me by the horns. Pivot has taken. I never used to say pivot. I say it it's every hour. It's a terrible hour. word. It's a <laughs> terrible, it a terrible word. word. Yeah, it's grossly misoverused, I think. Misused and overused. I can't but help what, it, though. You can't help it. Yeah, remember how much that came up in 2020. Wasn't that phenomenal? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I wonder, recognising we're talking about um, globally here, but I wonder for um, Aotearoa New Zealand at what point a te reo Māori kupu would yep. be uh, our word of the year and what that might look like. I mean, I would be really interested to look at um, the stats from the Māori Dictionary, which I know so many people use, uh, and it would be quite an interesting indication because that's the one where people are hearing, typically are hearing Te Reo spoken in our workplaces, in our homes, in our schools, and then going to the dictionary to find out what it means. So it would be really interesting to see stats from that mm. and, and what our national, what the, what the top words are um, that people are curious yeah. about in Te Reo and Aotearoa. Yeah, nice one, Johnny. So, uh, Mark, uh, what have you then? What, 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 can you think of a couple of ideas around a New Zealand-specific word of the year? Well, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I I thought I thought of the Murray Dictionary as well, and that would be fantastic, actually. And and um, poor old New Zealand, um, I don't think we've updated our English dictionary for, since '97 or something. But I think it would be, you know, whatever you think of these things, words like co-governance and three waters, and and I, ah. I did actually think I did actually think five hundred ones even, you know, so, but possibly mm. not. Well, someone says, or or, yeah. or we could have Karawe or Kamotawehi. Mm which comes from down yeah. where I come from. Mm. Mm. I mean, they have really yeah, good yeah. positive phrases in the reo, aren't they? Mm. Um, okay, a few here, um, but one springs to mind. I mean, you, ca- you can't go past it, can you? The word ram raid. <laughs> I don't even know yeah. where it comes from. Who who engineers? Because it's, 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 it's linguistic engineering, isn't it, Mark? Someone somewhere comes up with a word or a phrase. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I don't know where Ram Raid comes from. Presumably America. I mean, all the worst things come from there, don't they? No, they don't. Um, but yeah, presumably America. Very good, Mark. Thank you very, very much for that. So, and I do, I know that, I think that public address, do they have a word of the year as well? So there's, there, are, there are local iterations of the composition, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. Very good. Uh, kia ora, Mark. Uh, that's Mark Browage there, uh, who is a journalist, critic, and all the mahi. Word of the year. Uh, just do it post-COVID, says Andrew. Uh, Wallace, my kids come home from school talking about uh, doing the mahi. And another one says, well, after all this rain, the word of the year, 2022, will be moist. Thank you for that. Aaron. time for I've Been Thinking. Janet Wilson. Ah, I've been thinking about the topic that you were talking about yesterday, actually, about dear old uh, U-Boat 862. Oh, Remember Heritage Tairafati is having a little ceremony, I think is today. it today or tomorrow, to today. this very day, yep. about the U-Boat that travelled, and it travelled in about 19, end of 1944 to 45, and it came into Gisborne and then came in here into Napier, into Ahuriri. Did it? Um Mm. I did yeah, not came know in as that. Well. Yeah, um, uh, back back in the deep dark mists of time, I interviewed Gunter Reifenstuhl, um, and I think his daughter, Dr. Ingrid Heiter Reifenstuhl, was the one who organised the interview and transported me and the crew to Baden Baden, the spa town. Extraordinary. In, um, in Western Germany, yeah. Um, he was a very, he had the most, I remember thinking very distinctly what a proud man he was. He had a very erect bearing and was quite formal. But he, you know, he reminded me of my father. Yeah. And they both fought on opposite sides of the war. My father fought in the Pacific around Bougainville and Rabaul and places like that. And I thought there were men like him all and my father all over the world fighting for what they thought was the right thing. But it made you question very much the whole notion of war and what they were trying to do. Oh, how amazing. But, so you go to Baden-Baden. But, but, but by the way, by, folks, the context of this, we talked about this yesterday. There is a sign being put up uh, in Tarafati, um, sort of, I guess, um, uh, indicating this German U-boat that sailed under cover of darkness January the 15th at midnight into Gisborne Harbour with only one metre of water under the hull. It's an extraordinary story. 55 men on board, including the one you interviewed, Janet. 
Yes. Well, he told me that he can remember the, the submarine coming up and hearing people's voices and being very much aware of the fact that he thought that these people were so far removed from the war that their lives weren't being touched by it, that there Amazing. weren't blackout curtains and things like that. Amazing. Yeah. Wow, very good. Uh, thank you, Janet. All right, Johnny O'Donnell, I've been thinking. Yeah, I've been thinking lately about the types of conversations we were having uh, in the early days of COVID, uh, back in 2020, and as we start to um, move into a completely different environment where COVID's now very much a part of our lives, I've been reflecting on the things that we noticed during lockdown that we all wanted to hold on to, um, and I think just how far we've swayed from that place. I was reminded of uh, one of them this morning. I got the privilege of listening to a group of Nelson College students present their vision for Nelson City this morning, mm. um, and they talked extensively about um, people-friendly streets that were full of play and interactivity and multiple generations. Um, they talked about the ideas of prioritising the well-being of people over the convenience of cars. They put a very, very compelling, well-thought case together. Uh, and I think I was reflecting on something we all felt during lockdown, regardless of our experience, noise, disruption, the busyness of our streets reduced right across the country, and that felt good. And I think um, there were some really valuable insights from such an unprecedented event. And in our, as we head towards the end of this calendar year, it's been on my mind of thinking about how as we rush back to our old normal, how quickly we're forgetting some of those lessons and the gains that we wanted to lock in from that, the, the lessons that we were exposed to, and, and I guess what they could mean for the future and how we keep those front of mind as we as we move forward into this next phase. So very, very true, Johnny Kiora, for that. That's a, a great words. I thought you were going to talk about the great Nelson Modler's Pond. <laughs> well, it's now Harakeke, of course. <laughs> yep. Yes, yes. Uh, for those who don't know, Nelsonians are very proud of their Modeler's Pond. Uh, it's It's been in dire straits for so long. Oh. Up and running, Johnny. Uh, up and running of sorts. Uh, oh, it's, right. it's, it's, uh, it's been turned into a sort of wetland slash nature playground uh, that was opened on Saturday very proudly to the public. But it's been a, a long-standing, uh, hotly contested issue yes. in Nelson. So it's great to have that one put to bed and to have a uh, you know, positive, positive future for that space. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Kia ora, Johnny. Uh, now, um, Wallace says, Jerry, try Segway rather than pivot, talking about what would be your order of the year, Nelson, New Zealand specific. Thank you, Jerry. Robin says, the word to describe this year, polarised, which brings us to our story just after 4pm here on RNZ National, the panel. Stay with us.